Good morning. Uh, my name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries, a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Uh, today is September the 15th, and um, we are going to continue our study through the book of Acts. Uh, today we are in uh, Acts chapter number 19, uh, chipping away at it, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, what, 15, 20 minutes at a time. So I uh, uh, just want to remind you that uh, all of uh, the uh, sessions are placed on my blog at directionalministries.blogspot.com or you can go there directly, dwaynespearman.org. And uh, <clears throat> all the studies are placed there. They're in written form. I'm only I'm not putting the daily studies since I repeat them again on Sundays at 9 o'clock. Uh, so I'm just putting the sessions there. So I'm calling it the written sessions. And then, of course, I do record them on SoundCloud. And you can see that uh, all the sessions are on SoundCloud. And then they are also all on YouTube. So you can go over to YouTube and you can see all the sessions there as well. So anyway, just uh, that's where you can get things. Uh, SoundCloud does have an app that you can download um, to your phone if you wanted to play it directly on your phone, or it's also on your Apple Podcasts as well. And then, of course, the YouTube videos are there as well. So anyway, just um, that's some of the uh, places you can find the studies, keep up with them. And uh, hope you had a good weekend. Um, we did. We ran down to Asheville again to pick up a few things. And um, so um, it's a beautiful ride heading down that way. Um, but uh, last weekend we went down and met with our son uh, and exchanged a dog. Stayed overnight, did a lot of shopping and things like that. And then we purchased something that they wouldn't let us take at that time, so we had to come back and get it. So that's what we did, just a straight four-and-a-half-hour shot down to pick it up and turn around and come right back. So I was pretty jet-lagged. That's why uh, I recorded Sunday morning's study, by the way. So uh, today we're going to get into uh, chapter number 19 of the book of Acts. We have just, in the previous chapter, Apollos... You remember um, how he mightily convinced the Jews and that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Um, and then today in chapter number 19, verse number one, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. I have spent a lot of time studying this. Um, and, um, you know, it's uh, this is obviously Paul. He's, he's coming back through Ephesus. Um, the he, and he runs into these twelve men, 
Now, here in verse number one, it only says certain disciples, but when you get down into verse number seven, and there were about 12 of them. So there were 12 men who were disciples, but they were disciples of John the Baptist. Um, and it's apparent from the context that these men, despite the fact that Pentecost was 20 years prior, had no idea about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that had happened in Acts chapter number 2. Um, and the only way we can surmise that is by looking at what Paul says to them, how they respond, how Paul responds to what they say, and then at the same time, not wanting to contradict of the scripture, because I've heard all kinds of wild interpretations <laughs> of what is going on here. Uh, but we're going to see here that it, it's obvious that these are Jews that Paul are dealing with here, uh, and they were under or still under the baptism of John. Um, now, bear in mind, back then there was no no internet, <laughs> and uh, people didn't travel. Word of mouth traveled, but even then it was slow. Um, but let's look at the text, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Notice in verse number three, And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. Now, it's interesting to me that Paul realized that they had received some kind of baptism, but he just wanted to clarify. And it seems from the text, at least to me, that he knew the answer <laughs> before, they even, before he even asked it, based on their behavior. And by acknowledging that they were under John's baptism, it means, I mean, this is all I can draw from the text. It means that they had accepted the message of repentance that John preached, but had not received the spiritual baptism that happened at Pentecost. So these guys were completely out of the loop. And Paul somehow surmised this just looking at him. So he, he immediately says unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. Um, so by acknowledging that they were under John's baptism of repentance, um, remember John's words were, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, that was the, the message that John came with. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was a baptism of repentance. By acknowledging that they were under John's baptism, it means that they had accepted the message of repentance that John had preached. But that was it. They hadn't received the spiritual baptism that came at Pentecost. So they no doubt had repented, they had no doubt been baptized by John in physical water and were looking for the Messiah, okay? 
Uh, and again, this is where confusion drifts into the text. It is not the same baptism that we practice today. Our baptism today represents the death, the burial, and the resurrection. But it is not required for salvation. Unless you want to continue to mix the kingdom and the grace gospel together. Therefore, teaching baptismal regeneration. Um, this was a different baptism. That's not the baptism that's practiced in the body of Christ, in the church today. Ours is not a baptism of repentance. Um, then notice in verse number four, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. John truly did baptize with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And you remember, they came up to John and they asked him, are, 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 you, are you Elijah? Nope. Are you that prophet? Nope. You know, the one that comes after me, I'm not worthy even to carry his sandals. Uh, so that's what he's saying there, saying unto people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Who's they? The 12 men. When they heard this, when they heard about Jesus, they were baptized in the, na in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bear in mind, they had only been baptized in the name of John. They had received John's baptism of repentance. So when they heard about Jesus, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul heard, when, when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Now, I've been guilty of overthinking these verses and arriving at a bad interpretation for years. Um, the bottom line, I mean, just read the verses in context. The bottom line is that these guys had accepted the teaching of John the Baptist in regards to a Messiah that was going to come. But they did not know that Jesus was that promised Messiah. So Paul took the time to explain it to them. John just said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They repent and they receive the baptism of John. But they did not know that Jesus was the fulfillment of what John was preaching. So Paul took the time to explain it to them. They needed to understand that Jesus was that promised Messiah and then receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit that was poured out in Acts 2 as prophesied by Joel as a sign. And so they were baptized unto John. Now they've been baptized unto Jesus. And now Paul lays his hands on them just like Peter and John did with other kingdom believers in Samaria and, and with Philip in Acts chapter 8. So, 
he was baptized unto John. They were baptized unto John. Now they are, he preached Christ unto them, that Christ was the fulfillment of John's message. So now they're baptized unto Jesus. And now, with that apostolic authority, the same apostolic authority that Peter and John had, Paul lays hands on them, and they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like they did in Acts chapter number 2. This happened when Paul laid his hands on him. These 12 Jewish disciples of John just received the long overdue gift of the Holy Spirit that was promised to believing Israel in the book of Joel and in the Gospels and in the early part of the book of Acts who believed that Jesus was the Christ. Remember when um, Peter preached in Acts chapter number 2, and they were cut to the heart, and they said, here, what must we do? Now that we realize that this was the Christ, this was the one that John the Baptist said would come, this is the fulfillment of all of the promises, then Peter said unto them, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and receive the whole, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, with that in mind, at least to me, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I can only go with me. You know, I can't go with thee. I mean, you, you're going to have to work your way through this. I'm, I'm muddling my way along here. At least to me, the text clearly indicates that Paul did not preach the grace gospel to these 12 men. <coughs> Heads explode. Um, they were kingdom believers, and they remained kingdom believers. Um, they stayed that way, as that there is no mention of trusting Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to these twelve men. Um, they were kingdom saints. Um, there's no indication. As a matter of fact, next time we get together. I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to show you some as we work our way through chapter number 19. Um, it appears to me that Paul either, and again, heads explode, preached an exclusive kingdom gospel to these Ephesians. Bear in mind, this is where John the apostle ended up settling. So it was obviously a huge Jewish community. Or he preached a mixture of the Gospels here in Ephesus. Um, and again, there, there, there are, I, I cannot get in my own mind, which is the most important one to me, I can read what somebody else says, but I've done that long enough in my life. I'm just not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to believe it just because you do or because someone else does. Um, it appears that Paul did teach a mixture of a, uh, of a kingdom and a grace message, kingdom to Jews, um, especially these 12, obviously. Um, and, and we're going to see it as, as we work our way down. 
Look in verse 8. And when he went into the synagogue, he spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing, persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. And obviously, he's talking to Jewish believers there. So, backing up here, it, it indicates, the text clearly indicates to me that Paul did not preach the gospel of grace to these 12 men. Uh, he was literally, he was just, you know, hey, what were you baptized to? John's baptism of repentance. Great. Well, Jesus came. He was the fulfillment. He was, he was the one that would come after him, whose sandals he wasn't worthy to carry. It was Jesus. And so they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And then Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Acts 2, Joel 2, <clears throat> 28, outpouring, spirit of the, uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit, just like the Jews had received in Acts chapter number 2. So that leaves you at the only conclusion that these were kingdom believers, and they stayed that way. Um, they were kingdom saints that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost after they had repented and were baptized in the name of just like Peter said they should be in Acts 2, verse number 38. Finally, just another proof text. Notice that it says that the Holy Spirit came on them. See that? It came on them. The Holy Spirit came on them. Um, not in them, like he does for the body of Christ. Um and again, this was a time of overlap in the kingdom offer and the beginning of the age of grace. I believe, and I have every right to change my mind tomorrow, <laughs> but I believe that during this time of overlap, that the kingdom was still on the table. I, I do not believe the kingdom came officially off the table until the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. That would have been when the kingdom was officially off the table. Um, with the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. Now again, you need to study that uh, for your own. But I believe that Paul, you know, from preached a combination, depending on his audience of kingdom and grace. Now, they were separate, no doubt. But he was still, while the kingdom offer was still on the table, um, he preached the kingdom in the synagogues to the Jews. And even at times, of course, there were Gentiles sitting there as well. Of course, most of them had already proselytized into Judaism. But And he also preached the grace gospel. I mean, that's the only place I can arrive. I wish I could draw a harder line for you there. Lord knows I do, but I can't. And he went into the synagogue, and he spake boldly for the space of three months. So he's in, he's in the synagogue. He's disputing. He's persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God to these Jews. <clears throat> and remember that Paul had already been in Ephesus. He was in Ephesus back in chapter 18, verses 19 through 20. And you'll remember the last time he was there, they asked him to stay here. 
And he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasons with, with, with the Jews, and when they desired him to tarry longer with them, he consented not. And you'll remember the reason he couldn't stay at that time was because he had to get down to Jerusalem for the feast. And we talked about the possible Nazarite vow that Paul had made, and he had to get down there to make sacrifice. But now he's made his way back to Ephesus. And he tarries with them for three months, uh, again, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. So, again, this cannot be taught today, this gospel of the kingdom, not even to Jews, because the offer is no longer on the table. And I believe, I'm coming to believe, that the offer was officially off the table with the destruction of the temple in 70 AD by Titus Vespasian. So, uh, and then notice in verse number 9, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way um, before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Tyrannus. So as usual, the unbelieving Jews that didn't want to have anything to do with the kingdom message, let alone the grace message, they were hardened. They didn't believe. They spoke evil of that way. Remember, Jesus said, I'm the way. They were called the people of the way before the multitude. And Paul departed from them, and he took the disciples that did believe, and he took them over and disputed daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Um, and they continued, and this continued by the space of two years so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. So, next time we get together, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some proof text here in regards to that kingdom. Let me look. I got some of y'all's comments. Hey, Mac. Uh, hey, Scott. Otis, God bless you guys. So, do they go to heaven or are resurrected into the kingdom? I believe that kingdom believers, Scott, um, are in the kingdom. Um, they are not heavenly people. They're earthly people. They are kingdom saints, kingdom believers. So um, they're part of the kingdom. Um, Matt, was it because they were Jews instead of Gentiles that Paul preached the kingdom? Yes. Um, I, I believe that is the case, Matt. Um, I think that's been the case as we have been working our way through the book of Acts, and it will remain the case until after the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. So, you know, and it's interesting. God is the one that puts them, puts us into the, a program. You're either in the kingdom program or you're in the grace program. And, and I don't think you... You switch. I don't think you join the kingdom program and then you switch over to the grace program. <laughs> um, both of them are great programs. <laughs> both of them are salvation. Um, it's just the kingdom program was about the king and the kingdom. And if you embrace the kingdom program, 
the only exception to that that I can find in Scripture is Paul. Um, you know, I mean, obviously on the Damascus Road. And again, people will argue. I mean, go to Brian Searchlight and places like that. They'll they'll say, no, Paul was given that grace gospel. He was the first one uh, saved into the body of Christ in Acts chapter number 9. I, I just struggle with that. I think Paul is the only one that bridged the programs. And, and there are still people, there are still uh, guys that I read that say Paul is still a part of the kingdom program because he was a Jew and he was saved under the kingdom program in Acts chapter 9. Well, the problem with that is because in Timothy it says that beginning with me first— and for a pattern to those thereafter. So Paul says he was the first one to be born into the body of Christ. So it appears that only Paul bridged both programs. Um, Scott, can Gentiles be in the kingdom program today? No, uh, I do not think so. I think the kingdom program, the offer of the kingdom was retracted Um in its finality, um, and again, I, I'm going with the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D., so no, I don't think Gentiles can be in the kingdom program. I don't even think Jews can be in the kingdom program today. The body of Christ is made up of Jew and Gentile. Everyone, the only way of salvation today is through the grace gospel. The kingdom gospel has no effect uh, in, in, in today today at all. So anyway, uh, I hope that helps you guys. And um, we'll just keep studying it together um, as we work our way. Um, and, and there are some interesting side notes there. There's I've been reading, I would encourage you to read Bullinger, Bullinger, Bullinger. Uh, Bullinger uh, believes that Paul even though he knew the grace the gospel did not preach it until acts after acts 28 and that's where you get some mid dispensationalists or acts 28 uh, i mean there there's only th three ways to look at this either paul was preaching a combination of both not mix and and mixing them which I, I do believe he was teaching both, but I don't believe he mixed them like we do in the, the church today. Um, or he still preached the gospel of the kingdom straight through until after Acts 28, which means it would have come out in his epistles. But I don't see that. I, I see a grace gospel being preached in the book of Acts. So I'm, I have to go with that he preached a, depending on his audience, if he was in the synagogue and he was dealing with Jews or proselytized Gentiles that were part of Judaism or even Jews who were just in the synagogue, he preached a kingdom gospel. But when he was preaching to outside the synagogue to unbelieving Jews or ignorant Jews that knew nothing about the kingdom and Gentiles, he sometimes preached the grace. 
But again, there's there's people that just totally disagree with that. And Mac, it was is it, it was a time of overlap. Yeah, it was a time of overlap. And I wish <laughs> that I could um, draw a hard line, but I can't. I mean, the only thing we can do is look in the text. I mean, it's just like when you're reading through the book of Ephesians. Um, the book of Ephesians, we're in Ephesus right now. And Ephesus is obviously predominantly Jews. John, the apostle, ended up with the church of Ephesus. John didn't preach the grace gospel. So even in the Pauline epistles, you have to be careful what is being said and who it's being said to. You've got to pay close attention to the pronouns. Um, because Paul does address both throughout his epistles, especially for me in Ephesians and Corinthians. Uh, so you have to be careful there. Um, but there's no hard and fast line. So, but anyway, I hope that makes sense. And next time we get together, I'm gonna keep. We're gonna keep working our way through Acts chapter 19 here. And um, but understand today, this the kingdom gospel is not being proclaimed today. It has no efficacy for today. Um, once the kingdom was postponed, I believe destruction of the temple was the point of no return. Uh, there's no one com- coming into the gospel of the kingdom today, none at all. You can preach it until you're blue in the face. Uh, there's no one, Jew or Gentile, uh, becoming a part of the kingdom today. Uh, it is grace gospel, Jew and Gentile alike. You come into the body of Christ. That's it. So, um, all right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.